welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Minds podcast. My name is Chris Chapman, and I am your host. And if this is your first time tuning in, then this is a podcast dedicated to those who want to reach a next level in their business, personal, or career life. Every other week, I'm blessed to sit down with a fully qualified guest, entrepreneur, content creator, or mover and shaker in their industry, and really walk through their story of how they've gotten from point A to point B and overcame various adversities along the way. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, which is part of a series I do to get everyone excited, pumped up, and ready to go for the week titled Motivation Monday, and topics can range from things like discipline to gratitude to consistency to commitment to taking risks to ownership to how to increase your income to how to stay calm to how to get out of a depressed state a wide variety of topics but with the pure intensity and intention of wanting to start everybody off on the right foot before we get into all that good stuff I always like to reiterate my main goal with this podcast, and that is to impact over 1 million people. So if you have not done this already, please take the time to subscribe to Next Level Minds on Apple Podcast. Share this episode with a family member, friend, or colleague who you think can get some value out of it. And leave a review of Next Level Minds on Apple Podcast and let me know what you think. Other than that, let's go ahead and start diving into today's episode, which as a reminder is part of my Motivation Monday series. So today what we're going to be talking about, and I believe this is very timely since the end of the year is uh, coming up very, very quickly and the new year is approaching even faster. Today what we're going to talk about is how to dominate 2024. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I think so many people, including myself at times, they keep telling themselves this lie of this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. And the reason I say that is a lie is because no one really backs up that phrase with the right action, with the right intention, or with the right intensity. And so I want to challenge everyone listening to this show First and foremost, to not only tell yourself that this year will be the year, but do what it takes to have the best year that you have ever had. Put that into existence right now. Tell yourself out loud that this year will be the best year I've ever had, and I will do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. I've said this countless times on multiple episodes, on multiple social media posts, on multiple coaching calls, if you've worked with me through those lens, that you have an obligation to everyone around you, family, friends, coworkers, significant other, to be the best version of yourself in all areas of your life. Because as you continue to get better, everyone else around you continues to get better and everyone else around them continues to get better and so forth and so on. So you have this obligation this year to be the best version of yourself and have the best year you've ever had. And for those that don't seem motivated or don't seem driven or don't seem to see the importance of having the best year that they've ever had, 
realize that you have one life. The life that you're living right now is your only shot. You have one chance, one opportunity. So why not make it the best year? And why not become the best you that you can become? You have one life. And to me, that should be motivating enough to say, you know what? I want to write out and envision exactly what I want out of life. Whether it's this car or this house or this career or this business or this relationship or this physical body or this mental health, whatever it is, why not actually get there? Because you have one life and the only person that's holding you back from that life that you want to live is yourself. And so here's what I do to have an absolutely dominating year. And here's what I'm going to continue to do as we go into 2024. The first thing that I do is implement self-awareness. So in this case, I'm looking back at 2023 and I'm doing a couple things. One, I'm looking at my wins and I'm looking over them on my notes folder. I keep a folder that has January through December. And as wins pop up, I add them under the month that it happens. And I look back at these wins and I give myself the opportunity to be proud of myself for the wins that I've created. Number two, what these wins do is they give me momentum. We've talked about momentum and motivation in past episodes. And the best way to get momentum is taking action. But another way to get momentum is by looking back at the past wins that you've had and realizing, wow, I've actually done a lot. And for those that are listening to this show, which I'm sure it's the majority of you, because you wouldn't be listening to the show if this wasn't you, but the high performers out there that have big goals, that have big dreams, that have big visions, know that it's hard sometimes to be proud of yourself. But at the end of the day, if you look back on your wins, you're going to be significantly more proud of yourself because you're going to realize that you're actually doing some big things in life. And so looking back on those wins can give you a significant amount of momentum. So I look back on those wins, number one, and then at the same time, I spend a dedicated part of this review session to look through my losses. And when I'm looking through these, I'm looking at them in a particular way. I am looking at these losses and frankly asking myself, what could I have done better? What are my areas of weakness and areas of improvement? What are some situations or occurrences that have happened or I've experienced throughout this past year that I could show up and be a better version of myself? And give yourself an honest review from one to five. And if it's not a five, say, what can I do this year to get to a five? Think about conversations you've had. Think about business meetings you've had. Think about interactions in your career. Think about your personal goals as well, especially when it comes to your physical and mental health. What could you have done better in those two extremely important categories? And what this is going to do is allow you to think about different ways and different strategies that you can implement to get to that end goal of being the best version of yourself. And so this is a fun activity because every time I do this, 
I go into the new year with a good strategy and a good idea of the implementation that I need to take to have a better life, to have a better year and ultimately be happier. And so that's the first thing I do. Implement self-awareness, look at those wins to get the momentum, look back at the losses, what I could have done better, areas of weakness, and giving yourself those honest reviews. The second thing I do is develop a plan. I believe without a plan, without a strategy, without a roadmap, you're not getting anywhere. And so I write plans for the most important areas of my life. I write out a plan for faith, how to get closer to God, how to strengthen that relationship, how to trust him more, how to lean into the plans that he has for my life. Family, ways to grow as a family, ways to give back to my family, ways to be there for my family. Then I go into fitness, right? What are my mental and physical plans? How am I strengthening my mindset? How am I becoming somebody who can take on any challenge, can face any rejection, can face any adversity? Because as I've shared in the past, adversity is either here or it's on its way. So how can I develop my mindset to be somebody who can take on anything? From a physical standpoint, what can I do to get stronger? What can I do to gain muscle? What can I do to have more energy? What can I do to increase my longevity in life? What can I do to show up and be the best looking version of myself possible? I'm writing out these plans. From a financial standpoint, let's look at my savings and investing goals. And, and let's figure out some, some key plans and key strategies and key things to implement so that I can increase my income. You know, when I was 23 years old, right out of college, Actually, I might have been 22, 22, 23 years old. I was a couple months out of school and a meeting with a VP of a Fortune 500 company who was a client at the time. And I was talking to him over some drinks and dinner, typical client engagement. And we just got to talking about myself and my background and just start talking about goals and you know, I'm somebody who's extremely high energy, extremely driven, extremely disciplined. You, you all know that. And, uh, you know, he noticed that from having a few sentences shared back and forth about my goals. And, you know, he looked at me and he said, hey, I really like where your head's at. I think you're going to do big things, but I have some advice for you. And he told me about increasing your income. And he said, you know, the best way to get ahead is by... At a minimum, let me put an emphasis on this, at a minimum, increase your income by at least 10% every single year, but keep your expenses the same. And so what's going to happen is, let's say you're making, for those that may be just graduated, let's say you're making 75K starting salary, which is, to be honest, average starting salary in Charlotte, North Carolina nowadays, where I currently live. Let's say you're making 75000 Let's say maybe you're spending 60000 a year, so you know, you're saving about 15000 and uh, you increase that income by 10%. So you have 75000 Your next year, you have 82500 Well, if you keep your expenses around 60000 now you're saving 22000 So... Second year of work, you're at eighty-two thousand five hundred. 
let's say you still live by that rule and you save you, or you increase your income by another 10%. Well, now that is 90,000. Well, let's say you're still living on $60,000 and now you're saving 30,000. You do this again, fourth year of work, now you're making about 100,000. Let's just say you keep your expenses at 60,000, living below your means significantly. And now you're saving 40, $50,000 a year, right? And so simple math, I started doing this in my head and I was like, huh, this can actually open up the opportunity for some big things so that you can use that money to invest into the future version of you from a retirement standpoint. And so that, you know, when all of your friends are still working at 45, 50 years old, you don't have to work anymore because you have all your finances set up. Um, that sets you up to have more money to invest into cash flow producing assets, whether it's dividend stocks, whether it's real estate, whether it is a, a, a passive business that maybe you run part time, maybe it's peer to peer lending, like it opens up the door for a lot of things you can do when you have money left over. And so I took that advice to heart and I've been living by that ever since. And, you know, there's been some years where I've increased my income far more than 10%. Um, again, I'm in sales, so I have flexibility to do that based on how hard I work and how strategic I am and things like that. But I took that advice to heart and I want to share that with everyone today to aim to increase your income by at least 10% every year, because frankly, that's going to beat inflation and then keep your expenses at the best way possible you can to keep them about the same. And, and that delta is just going to get bigger and bigger between how much you save. Um, so I went off on a tangent there on finances, but that's just something I'm super passionate about. So I write out the plans for faith, for family, for fitness, for finances. I then look at my career plan and write out, you know, what moves can I make? What moves can I make now to set myself up later in life? Um, I'm in sales. So I go through a whole strategy of, you know, how I can grow my accounts, uh, things around that nature. I kind of go through a win loss on that as well of what I could have done better. So career podcast for myself, I write down, you know, ideal guest, ideal themes, where I'd like the show to be this year, how to grow the show, social media strategies, um, different things I can try, maybe new softwares to utilize. I look at some podcasts that I'm trying to replicate just from a popularity standpoint. And I think about, you know, maybe some things that they have done. I write out this whole plan for the podcast. And then I write out a plan for happiness, right? I write out what is going to make me happy this year. What did I do last year that made me happy? And what can I do more of? What are some things that are taking away happiness in my life that maybe I can drop this year? What are some habits that are serving me? And what are some habits that are not serving me, right? So I go through this whole plan, if you will, of just general happiness, because I, I believe there unfortunately is a, is a extremely difficult mental health crisis in this world. And I believe there's a lot of people who are suffering from anxiety and depression. And again, there's so much that we could talk about there about what they're putting in our food, what they're putting in our water, how they're, you know, shaming people who exercise, right? There's a lot of things that have led to that, but I really believe that happiness is, is created. Um, it doesn't just happen. It's like a power plant. And the best way to get a power plant to have power is by giving that power plant what it needs to actually produce power. And the same thing that happens with happiness. You need to focus on those habits that are going to actually make you happy, like gratitude, like working out, like eating healthy, like getting the right amount of sleep 
like having a positive perspective, like surrounding yourself with the right people, by not watching the fake news media, by listening to podcasts, by watching the right videos, by listening to the right music, right? Happiness is controlled by a lot of these variables there. And if you're constantly on social media, you're constantly watching the news, you're not surrounded by the right people, you're listening to negative music, unfortunately, that outcome is going to lead, or fortunately, that input is going to lead to a negative output. So I write down this whole plan for happiness. And then I set goals around these things, right? So I set up some goals around my faith. I set up some goals around my fitness. I set up some goals around my family, set up some goals around my career and my business. So I set up these goals, right? And this is about a day's worth of planning. And then I take some time, you know, after that day's worth of planning and rest and relax because frankly, building out plans and strategies and the self-awareness and doing all of these things that I just listed, if you do it correctly with a lot of intention, you're frankly going to be a bit brain dead after this because it is a very mentally stimulating uh, type of work that you have to do. So the next day I go back well rested, well recovered, generally after a nice workout and a nice night of sleep. And then I start to look through the goals and then I start to write down my strategy, which my strategy consists of four different things. The first one is saying, what can I do to get to this goal, right? These are the systems and habits that I'm going to create. I believe your life is not going to go anywhere if you do not have the right systems and you do not have the right habits. If you need help with systems and if you need help with habits, reach out to me on Instagram at chrischapchap as I coach a number of people in regards to how to build strong systems and how to build strong habits. I've conducted many podcasts, conducted many speaking engagements, written many posts, and helped a lot of people out creating strong systems and strong habits. So that's the first thing I do. What can I do from a system and habit perspective to get to this goal? The second thing is the how. How can I get there faster? So I'm looking up new efficient ways to do things not cutting corners because shortcuts in life aren't going to get you anywhere but i'm looking up efficient methods to do things i'm looking up maybe some things i can do to outsource or automate or delegate things around my goals that are going to strip away my time that i can then outsource delegate or automate so i'm saying how can i get there faster i'm also setting up deadlines for this as well there's a whole concept called parkinson's law which basically states that the task you have at hand expands to the time given to it. So if you tell yourself yard work wise, to use an easy example, I'm gonna go cut the grass by Friday. Well, based on Parkinson's law, it's gonna take you till Friday. So let's just say you say, I'm gonna cut it by Wednesday. It's gonna take you to Wednesday. So the same thing works with your goals. Instead of saying, I'm gonna get this done by 2024, I'm mapping out different yearly goals and I'm mapping out when I wanna achieve this throughout the year so that I can then make sure that I have the right amount of time to accomplish that. So maybe one of my goals is gonna be, I wanna have this done by March 31st. Maybe my second goal is gonna be done by November 25th. Maybe my third goal will be done by February 18th, right? So I'm mapping out kind of an ideal picture of when I'd like to have these goals. And then I'm saying, how can I get there faster? So I've got the what, which is the systems and the habits. I've got the how, which is the how do I get there faster? And then I've got the who can I surround myself with that'll help me get to these goals. So who in my inner circle can I surround myself with? Whether it's people I've had as guests on my podcast, 
people in my uh, LinkedIn network, maybe some clients that have built successful businesses, um, maybe some people on Instagram, maybe some people that I've met at a networking event. Who can I surround myself with that's going to help me get to these goals faster? And if you're thinking about that question and if you're like, well, I don't really have anybody that I can think of. First off, I would suggest getting new friends, friends that are actually winning, friends that are dominating just like you should be after listening to this episode, friends that are actually doing something with their life. And then two, I would suggest going to some networking events and just trying to find as many like-minded people as you can. So you have this network of individuals that you can have of who I can surround myself with. So for every one of my goals, fitness, faith, career, family, I'm writing down people that I know that have expertise in those particular areas of who I can surround myself with. Because I believe the quickest way to get what you want out of life is not only putting in the right habits, the right systems, but it's also surrounding yourself with people who have actually done it before and learning their mistakes, learning their setbacks, and learning uh, their suggestions on what they would do. And so after I go through this framework of the various things that I just mentioned, like what can I do to get to that goal? How can I get there faster? Who can I surround myself with? The last thing that I like to ask myself is why do I want these goals that I've listed out on the sheet? And I write out all of these goals and then I write out why behind each goal and the impact that it's going to have on the things that are most important to me, like my family, my happiness, my relationship with God, my relationship with others around me. Why do I want this financial goal? Why do I want this fitness goal? Why do I want this career goal? What's that going to do? What's the impact that it's going to have? What's the overall intention of setting up this goal? So that's my strategy of what can I do? How can I get there faster? Who can I surround myself with? And ultimately, why do I want these things that I have listed? So I go through that and then I create a goal tracker on Excel so that I can actually stay on track with these goals. So I go on Excel and I make a goal tracker and then I put down how many days left in the tracker. So I put the date in one cell and then I do a formula that basically counts down reverse engineered from that date of how many days I have left. So I'm checking it on, you know, January 1st, you have 365 days. Checking on January 2nd, 364. Third, 363, et cetera, et cetera. And it's counting down these days and I can keep track of how many days I have left to accomplish this. And for the financial ones, I also have a separate tracker for financial goals where I have my end financial goal for that year and that I want in the stock market, that I want in my savings, that I want in different investments, that I want as my net worth. And then I just have where I'm currently at on those different numerical categories. And then I have a subtraction. So if your goal is X and you have Y, how much more do I need? And then I just divide that by 12 and say, okay, here's how much money I need to put every single month in the stock market to reach this goal. Here's how much money I need to put in savings to reach this goal. Here's how much money I need to put in this investment to reach this goal. Here's how much money I need to do this and this and this to get to this net worth, right? And so that helps me stay on track. And then the last two things I do is I prioritize and I schedule. So I look at my calendar for the year, January through December, and I'm mapping out everything I can possibly think of, of trips, of client meetings, of work trips, of 
off weekends, things like that. And then I'm putting in my calendar the goals that I set for myself. So if, if it's a goal by March 31st to do A, B, and C, I'm going to send myself a calendar invite, and then it's going to send me a reminder as I get closer and closer to that date. So I'm putting that goal in the calendar, but then I'm also scheduling out big weekends and big days and big habits outside of this, the day-to-day systems and habits I already have. I'm scheduling out various things that I need to do throughout the year to ultimately drive me to that goal. And then I prioritize what can I do on my morning routine and my evening routine that are gonna get me closer to these goals. And then last but not least, probably the most important thing, if you're listening to all this and saying, wow, you know, maybe I should have a plan. Maybe I should implement self-awareness. Maybe I should have a strategy about what can I do? How can I get there faster? Who I can surround myself with? Why do I want these things? Maybe I should do all these things that Chris is referring to in this episode. Well, I want to challenge you that you're not going to get anywhere with any of these things. Better yet, you're not going to get anywhere with your 2024 or with your life or with your success if you do not take action. So challenge for you is to listen to this episode, take a couple points that you can implement, implement a few of these lessons into your life going into the rest of the year and going into 2024 and the rest of your life and continue to take relentless, committed, disciplined action towards creating the ideal life that you want and towards creating the best version of you. Other than that, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of 2023 and absolutely dominating 2024. And as we like to say here, your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success.